What happens when two lifelong friends from Seattle decide to move to the South? They start a podcast. Welcome to Seattleites in the South, a hella black podcast about being a millennial, navigating the world, spilling the douce spike tea, and sharing wisdom from one sis to another. Without further ado, we are your hosts, Queen Pin and Coco Noir. Now let's get into it. Hey y'all, what's going on? It's Thursday. You made it through the hippity, hippity, hippity hump. And we are seeing the light at the end of the work tunnel. All right. I am your girl, Queen Pin. I'm here with Coco Noir. And we are here to bring you another episode of Seattle Lights in the South. Before we get into our check-in, make sure we all kosher or whatnot, I want to remind y'all, please subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. We love to hear about y'all, your feedback. Send us an email. We'll put all of that in the description box. And remember, join us every Thursday. We like to keep it spicy. We like to keep it hot. You know, we try to keep it a little, little something to break up your day. You know what I'm saying? But now, girl, yeah. how are you doing? I mean, I've seen better days, girl. I have seen. Oh, Lord. Are we at that age? <laughs> I've seen better, child. Lord willing. Like, what? <laughs> What's happening, no, girl? Just, you know, working, working, you know, season still changing. You know, living down here in the devil's asshole. Uh- state we call florida it's just you know it's still when it's still summer so yeah it's still toasty it's still toasty yeah so i'm hoping that over here in the a will at some point get some cold i still got my ac on but i just be hot anyway so you know that's just yeah Yeah. that's crazy yeah no i'm just chilling you know settling into i mean i've been doing more stuff litigation that's the nature Lit- of it. It's new shit every fucking day. Litigating. You know? Litigating. So, okay. you know, but I feel I'm getting into a rhythm, you know, things are like starting to click and, you know, just, you know. Yeah, that's good. So how, how, how be you? <laughs> uh, well, you remember like a few weeks ago, episodes ago, I told you. Now listen, about- you know what? <laughs> Her check-in is that she's, it depends on what day you ask her. We're just going to get you jumped right into the topic. I know this is part of your topic. It, it is, it is. You set it up for us, but yeah, go ahead, girl. It just, is. Oh, I, I, oh, <laughs> Why don't we call the collective sigh, the collective <sighs> Negro woman sigh. So a couple weeks ago, you know, I had told you that I was talking to someone and I really liked him. And you we were hopeful. Yes, yes, we were very hopeful. And then, you know, we had, um, we've been talking consistently because, you know, for me, it was the not being consistent and not really wanting to open up and being vulnerable. You're like, no, bitch, you got to do that if you ever want to find, you know, a man for real. I was like, no, nah, girl, you right, you right, you right. So, you know, doing all those things, woo, woo, wah, wah, wah. And him and I had a discussion which led me to understand that we are not compatible through your guidance as well. So I'm just kind of like dealing with that. Um, Which I will point out for everybody, it's very new for her because 
this whole process was a journey of it was it was being acquainted (laughs) with normal relationship problems and it's very when you make the switch from like toxicity to something that's not toxic it's hard to handle because it's like now I have to deal with these new things and these new feelings right not being compatible is not a bad thing that just means we don't go together doesn't mean you did wrong. Doesn't mean I did wrong. Is that we don't go together? Right. We're not on the same page. Not in the same textbook. None of that shit. But it's like if you've never experienced, you know, a relationship ending because of that, it's just a new experience. So it is. And I'll it's it's very. And I will preface this by I'm not somebody who ghosts. Like I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be very honest. Sometimes too. Better than me because I'm a ghost. Yeah. I, yeah. No, you you be ghosting. No, I'm, I'm not. Not mature. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not a ghoster. That's kind of just not my thing. I will take time to kind of digest my feelings, but I will inevitably in all circumstances tell you like I feel this way, I feel that way. So like that's something for me, but you definitely helped me figure out what I was feeling because I was just like this feels off. Like this is this is I not was like that means you're triggered. <laughs> yeah you know we did did, you know um I think it was a a while ago when I looked and saw that there was new possible new like love languages that they're like discovering one of them being your partner understanding your triggers listen if I had somebody who understood my triggers it it, like like that would be a game changer game understand your triggers I know. That's why we're going to, we're still working we're still working out this whole throuple situation. <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not moving to Florida. She can't live out of Florida, but we're going to, we're going we're gonna to figure it out. We're, we're going to, we're going to work it out. Um, that's neither here nor there, you know, guys. So I don't even know what I feel like okay so the part about it ending and all the the new experiences I think that comes with it I think the and the other part of the coin is the part where I think you're also wrestling with (laughs) yeah the reason why you're incompatible also introduces new thoughts and feelings yes so a little background without, you know, being too invasive because this person did not sign off for me to tell them all their business. Like, yeah, I we don't want to put too much business out there. It's, <laughs> it's not even that deep. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not even that deep. But long story short, this person wasn't ready for a relationship, which is OK. But my thing then is why pursue me if you're not ready? But see, that was the thing that you're wrestling with because yes. we talked about it. And you said, even in the conversation that y'all had, you kind of presented it to him as a full package and not bits and pieces. And he himself didn't understand that he wanted relationship benefits without having the commitment of a relationship because that's not what he wanted. But he didn't understand that what he was asking for was a direct contradiction to what he was saying. Yes, And I was trying to lay that out in a way that didn't involve me cussing him smooth the fuck out. Because it's unnecessary. Right, because I was was starting to get so frustrated. Like, I was 
<laughs> like literally all I could do was like scratch my face because I'm like, nigga. <laughs> Like, my face. Blew my face in. like it was like my face is because i'm just like ain't no way this isn't this math isn't mathing for you at one point in in it he was just like i knew i wasn't ready to jump into a long distance relationship sir you knew i i lived two states down right like you 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 knew that when you met me so how would that not then indicate that maybe I shouldn't be the one that you should be engaging with on this level? Because at no point did I plan to be where you was at. And it didn't seem like anytime soon you would be where I was at. His point, and I really, I really blame our societal culture because men i blame our society and the single women who raised these men because or the daddies that left the let's daddies be honest. That, right that caused these women to be single mm. because be, because it, it okay so let me go back it causes men to have an unrealistic expectation of the manhood that they're supposed to present to women and i say that because you know, you have these women who are put in these positions to be single mothers. And now men, boys are assuming the position of I'm going to be the man of the house. No, you're a child. You're a child. And even though there might be men who come into the house, they're not even really the father figures. They're just niggas who be there. And so to them, they're growing up thinking, I'm the man of the house, I'm the man of the house, I'm the man of the house, but they don't even really have the skill set to do that for real. So then by the time we get to them places where, and we cover this, where niggas is asking what you bring to the table, it's like, sir, like you're still operating in that mindset of a nine-year-old who's trying to run a household because their mother is alone. And you think that's okay to then communicate to women in this way, like, no, and it's like you societally go into these relationships and you know you're not good. You know you're not ready to be in these relationships. I also want to point out that even the Black men that have fathers in the home did not experience, I want to put this gingerly. <laughs> We're gonna be light. Did we say we're gonna be light today? I don't think we said we're gonna be light today. Even the men of the generations preceding us, they did not set a good example of what manhood was. Let's be clear. No. Whether the father was in or out of the home, as a group, I need to say this before it's a disclaimer for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to put a disclaimer out here because because if TikTok is teaching me anything, is teaching teaching me many things. Ooh. But it's that people, when we are talking about groups, they want to interject their personal experiences and exceptions to the rule into the to the conversation. When we're speaking about groups of people, mm. majority rules. So that means 51%. That's what we're going with. Yes. So we're not talking about necessarily 
individual we will bring in our personal experiences obviously yeah we're speaking about groups of people we're not speaking about a specific person so I don't care how many quote-unquote good black men you know good black men are the exception yeah we can get into a conversation about what a good black man is later on but when we're talking about black men as a group we need to understand that if you had a different experience that is irrelevant to the conversation at this point because we're speaking on the majority so i wanted to just disclaim that (laughs) but as a community we've had many of conversations about this in fragments but the whole picture is our community isn't set up to be a functioning family unit or a community Mm. so regardless of whether a black father is in the home or not what what is the quality of parenting that black children and individuals experience it's not very great it's not so yes in our community single mothers and 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 black men leaving black women to be single mothers is a problem yes but even when black men are in the homes what are they teaching you they're teaching you that you can be a man that puts your hands on your wife yells at your wife be disrespectful does not lift a finger to help in any child rearing or any housework at all. Goes right. and gets a measly paycheck. And if you want to bring it into 2021, you want us to pay half. And, and then do everything else domestically. That's not a fucking man. That is a, that is, that is a child in a man's body. Yes. And again, we're not negating the fact that, you know, women have attributes that aren't as pleasant as well we're not saying that we hold y'all accountable too sis we we do absolutely women lie women can be very manipulative women can also be in spaces where they're unpleasant to be around Mm -hmm. but as a majority since that's what we're speaking of like patriarchy and misogyny and war exist let's stop asking like we don't understand that it exists it's a fact And so we're saying the majority of the women aren't causing the problems that are causing the damage. Right. So so as a a man that has been damaged by the society that has raised him, he's operating on a level that logically makes no sense, but communally is normalized. Yes. And that's the part that I think he had a big disconnect with. Because he didn't see it, sis. He didn't see it. <laughs> at all. And I had to break it down to him. So the analogy that I gave was, let's say you're, you're buying a house and you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to buy a house. So if someone asks you, Coco, are you ready to buy a house? You're like, yeah, I have 10,000 for a down payment and closing costs. I'm already pre-approved. My credit score is 750. I have a real estate agent and I know where I want to stay. Now, when you're in the house buying process, you know, sometimes it's going to take three months, you know, Mm -hmm. 18 months, three years, but you know what type of house you want. You know what you want. You You know, you are entrenched in the process of home ownership. You know, you're in that process. So what does it take? It takes resources. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. And I think that is the same thing with relationships. You know the type of home you want. You know what type of partner you want. So you know how do you can afford? Know what you can afford. Okay. Okay. So then you have to prepare yourself to buy 
that house to be with that person. So what type of resources are you utilizing to prepare yourself to be that partner to that person? Have you gone to therapy? Have you faced your triggers? Have you realized, okay, I might not have the skill set to be with this person, but maybe I have the skill set to be with this person, right? So until you get to that point, sir or ma'am, you may need to stay on Zillow. You may not need to go <laughs> on these tours, okay? Because you're wasting everybody's time. Because but that was the other component you brought in because you were like more specifically tailored to what this particular man was saying to you. It's like he has the desire to want to own a home. He has contacted the necessary people to go view the home and buy the home. But then when we show up to the day where we're doing the open house, you, you, you haven't been pre-approved. You, you have no savings. You don't, you, you can't buy a house tomorrow. You have no you time. Saying that I, oh, I eventually want to be a homeowner in the future. And I want to look at houses because like they're really cool to look at. But I'm not ready to buy a house tomorrow. So I'm going to just keep playing in this real estate agent space, the law officer space. I'm going to keep playing until I'm ready to buy a house. Meanwhile, I'm wasting everybody else's time when I had no intention because I wasn't in a position to buy a house. House. So now the house is on the market. It's on the market. Yeah. And, and everyone's thinking you're going to put an offer in and there's no offer been, being put in. But and then on top of that, you mad that other offers are coming in. And yes. You expect me to decline the other offers to what wait for a possible offer from you. Why? Why would I do that? Why, why would they do that? You was, now, I would say where they do that at, but it happens all the, every fucking day. All and the women time. go for it. They do it. They do go it. Go for it. They do it. And I You're getting offers at market value and above, above above your asking price because they want the home so badly and you put your you decline offers because one person said i might want this house yeah what not right now not right it's, now no, at some undetermined date in the future and what? I, I don't know what resources I need to buy this house, but I do want to buy this house. This is the house that I And want. I'm not going to actively try to obtain the knowledge. I'm going to just wait for it to happen, maybe sort of kind of in the future. Because you don't I, know, but no, because I'm having, a, you know, I'm already off the market, but like that is in fucking Insane. But that's insane. But that's really how men think. Because this person, this person told me they didn't think I was serious about being in a relationship because I'm dating other and not, that that's not the, the, the part that threw me off. It was a third party other man that co-signed him and was telling you you should have done something different. What? Right. Right, right. But you were supposed to re have a crystal ball to know that this man was insincere in his intentions? How? In, 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 in all actuality, again, I'm not saying that any of these men are malicious, are evil. Not at all. They don't They're even not, understand what's going they don't on. Understand. They don't understand. No self-awareness at all. When I say I am 
I am dating and I'm single until I'm married. I am very serious until the ink is dry. Until the ink is dry. I am single. I am on the market. That house isn't closed until you sign the paperwork. That house is still- and, and, let, and let the lawyer come in. Let the lawyer come in. If you didn't file it properly, yes. it might not be yours. Because you, let me tell you, when I bought my house, we were supposed to close on one day. You know what happened? There was a contingency. We had to go back. We couldn't close on that day. That house was still on the market. Someone else, even though I was swooped in, put an offer in above yours and they could have gave that person your house. Easily. I would have lost, I would have lost my money, my earnest money. I would have lost it. Even though I'm under contract, let's say you're under contract. That means you're engaged. Even though I'm under contract and something goes wrong, that house is still on the market until it is closed and filed with the state. That is not your house until the process is complete and filed with the state. And the state says, yes, this title now belongs to XYZ because we have completed the process. Let there be a hiccup. And, and I know somebody will come in here and try to say, oh, well, it's a relationship. It's not the house. No, 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 sweetie. No. Marriage documentation works the exact same way. The same way. way. The, the same way. You could think you married to your man. And if that license wasn't filed properly, that is a single man. Single. To, to the IRS. To, to the world, to the jailhouse, to the hospital. Like, exactly. To his life insurance policy. That, don't let him die and you single. You to single. To the businesses, to the land that you own. That is a single man. That is a single man. And he can go off and marry the next bitch and be legally married to her because your paperwork was filed incorrectly. So, so yes, it, even though it's an analogy, it works the exact same, the same way. way. Because we know in America and in current societies, marriages are a business. They're a business. Ooh, and I love, I, I'm all for love, but it's a business, sweetheart. It's a business. We have, if we as Black women were to actually live and commodify ourselves for our value at market value, not even at markup. Girl, if that was the case, we wouldn't be dating black men. Let's start the fucking. Listen, game. so that brings me to my point. <laughs> we wouldn't be dating black men if we was really, so, really with it. We wanted to be. Look, and you can come from that perspective. I'm coming from the community as a whole perspective because right. I think both we miss both. Yeah. So, um, I don't even know how to say this. <laughs> <laughs> say what you speak your mind, girl. <laughs> so, I'm always as I said, I'm coming from this from a place of a woman of the black community in community with black men often when we have these kinds of conversations it's centered around relationships and for me that's not good enough because I don't want a black man for a relationship I'm married even if I was poly or anything looking at the reality of the situation which I'll get to that soon <laughs> looking at the reality there is nothing a cisgendered heterosexual black man can offer me. And it pains me to say that, but I, I have made the decision to formally divest from black men. So and <laughs> I'm gonna explain it. Explain that. <laughs> explain that. Keep it together. Keep it together. I know. I know. 
Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently this term was coined in the 1990s by some black women. Now, I don't want to do it as they have done it because I do understand there are always exceptions to the rule. So divestment basically means I'm withdrawing my support, whether that's relationally, financially, communally, I'm taking back my investments that I have made in Black men. And coming out of the group for a second on an individual level, it's particularly heavy for me because as we discussed in last week's episode, like I have always been outspoken. I've always been an activist for my community. I've always been using my voice the loudest for my community. Mm-hmm. All throughout undergrad, I was held office for two years at the Black Student Union. I got my degrees for my community. I got my law license for my community because yeah. we're so victimized and And, you know, we can walk outside the house and just not know if we're ever going to see our loved one or ourselves or people going to see us again. And so I've put so much time and effort through my career and my education and interpersonally going to marches, putting my body on the front line at the height of Black Lives Matter, like riding for Black men so fucking hard. In every capacity. So fucking hard. Even even when I don't want (laughs) y'all to be in relationship with or to be intimate with, like writing so hard. And then to like, I may get emotional. Wow. (laughs) To not only be educated on the matter, and to know how to further educate myself in the matter, which I'm doing through books and articles and videos and shit. Come into the reality of the situation, not living in the what we want idealistically for our community, but living in the, in the reality of the matter. Black men don't give a fuck about us. They don't. In any capacity, not as fathers, not as as companions, not as friends, not as anything. I go back to before even all these different social media apps, going back to undergrad when YouTube was was getting its surgeon seeing videos on world star hip hop of black men abusing black women and there being black women there, black men there and they do nothing at all. And nothing has changed. We are still on the plantation where you sit around, you watch what we go through and you have a hand in oppressing us. I can no longer use my energy on black men as a group. Now you good black men out there that take care of your children and hold other black men accountable and invest your time, energy and money into our community. And you want us to be liberated as a whole and not just for your fucking self to fuck white women. Go, I, I salute you. I will stand right by your side and ride for you to the end of all fucking time. If you riding with us, we riding with you. Right. But we already said we're talking as a group, as, as a, a group. group, as a group, as a group. It's over 50%. It's over that 51. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because y'all have not given us the space to trust 
that you really support us in our humanity and we have you don't you we have and like even when i look back i think what really got these two things really got me (laughs) that i through my studying (laughs) if you can call it that (laughs) one just realizing that like earlier this year i could have really been a hashtag yes yeah i could have been a hashtag with with one if i didn't have the mental capacity to see the big picture right if you didn't if you didn't if if i'm saying like just just to know for a fact to know for a fact that that could have happened to me and no it no it would have been crickets nothing would have happened it would have been crickets my Twitter fucking name still says justice for Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Crickets. Me putting my body on the line for you. And if it were flipped, crickets? Crickets. It would have been nothing. Crickets. And then the flip side of that is like, I don't want to switch from the but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay because I was it's like it's crickets. Like I was really thinking about that the other day. Cause someone had mentioned, like, I didn't really see you post much about your birthday. I was like, honestly, girl, like, we was all we was we was going through. We was going through it. Like if each and it was like each of us individually <laughs> were going, we all through. going through it. Uh, like it was real, and I we spoke on it in the first season, but mm-hmm. it was the fact that like if I had not told them, do not go in that house, and I and was that's just, what like, I'm saying because they was there before y'all even got there. Before we got there, to I'm say, like as I was talking in my life about before we started filming, I was like, like if they if no one had to come and said no, there is someone in there that is not the intruder. Right. What the fuck was gonna happen? Because they what were- if I had a woke up and heard them wrestling around and then left the bedroom? Yes. Think like, like on because they're the police were focused on finding an intruder. They were gonna go through that house up and down, left and right, and all they knew was it was an intruder. So like, if if no one had had, and I'm so glad I wasn't that drunk. I never get that drunk. <laughs> handle an emergency situation but you know i'm just like if i had not thought through that because i really could have just been like yeah sure go in there figure it out you know <laughs> and because i mean honestly if someone says yeah. the, you know if i was on vacation with people that didn't look like me that would have been the case that would have been the case i would sh- go ahead and find out you know i don't want freddy krueger in there but but you know the like the fact that it took a, a second of thinking. There's already. <coughs> like, hey, don't be going up in this bitch. Don't go up in there because y'all looking for one thing and you might think you found it and you're not going to ask questions before you think that. And I think a lot of times I'm like, would a man have thought about that? No. No. But it's also like. Black men have Stockholm syndrome. They have to. Like have to. y'all be the main ones fighting against us. And that's the other part that like um I was talking about because I was telling you, I was watching that one video by this YouTuber, and I was saying um every she was saying basically everything that we fear white men to do, black men perpetuate to black women even more so than white men. Mm. 
And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm like, well, let me explain it. Like, yes, we know that like in any culture and society, crimes happen within who, whoever is in your proximity and black people because segregation, segregation was never really lifted, which is, is fine for me. We are all in relationship together. Most black women date black men. So of course that our demographics would be black on black crime as the white people would do it, even though it happens in every single community. We talk about white on white crime later. We'll talk about it later. But I'm like, think about like crimes against black women. Who perpetuates crime against black women? Black men. men. Yes, there are some instances where white men and white women perpetuate against black women we we know that that's not that's not what we're saying it doesn't exist we're we're focusing on our community right but it's like in our community we are the only community where the men reject the women white men may be misogynistic and crazy and be often they hold families but they don't reject their but right they may beat them at home, but let somebody else come to that white woman. A white man is the first one to stand in, in no. between that white woman and whoever oh, else every time. Every time. They don't even have to know that woman. They every will do time. it every time. Every time. We are the only community where our men do not do that. <sighs> but we have to prove to them why we need protection. Even though you're here, I create you. You are here to protect me. That is the only reason why you are here. Why are we like this? And as you were saying before, I honestly think if the demographic of people that are the most educated and the most entrepreneurial linked up with the group of people that have the most money and resources, we could really flip the whole entire script on every fucking body. Everything. But, But the demographic over here is still tied to I'm waiting for a good black man. Girl, the majority of them ain't. They're not. That's 51. Even if even if they're a good black man presenting, meaning they go work every day, they may financially take care of their kids. But um is he present? Is he cheating on you? Like sources to support you adequately. Do they have the resources to maintain the relationship with you? And resources isn't just finances. Yes, it is not. It is the mental capacity. It is the emotional available availability. And it, it's because of that, the reality of where we are right now, I, I can't. Because in my plight, to be for my community, I have to come into my community and fight against y'all. But you still want me to ride for you, but I have to fight you to ride for me? Every single time? Come on, bro. Like it's not freely given? Are you out of your mind? And you want me to bow down to you for what? For you with no resources, no wealth? But that was the part that I lost before. Even in the civil rights movement, Ever since we got off the plantation, whether it be reconstruction, well, reconstruction, I'll give it to reconstruction. But after they started bombing Tulsa and all the other Black Wall Streets, the, 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 the assignment was to rebuild and rebuild again and again and again and again until we either stopped them from bombing our shit or until we, there are alternative actions. But after that, 
when you look at what the civil rights actually did, what did it do but put us in closer proximity to whiteness and not create any fucking resources for our community? We have nothing. Nothing. I was, I, I was almost watching this video and I was like, I woke you up. Sorry, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this video about um, this girl, Cynthia G on YouTube. It was the video, it was a live stream actually. Um, it was basically, I think it was titled something like black women need to stop trying to get black men to value marriage as, they, as we do. And in that she said, if every black man disappeared tomorrow, all of my needs will still be met. Oof. what mm. that's the reality we're dealing in and we're we're really still fighting these men when when in reality yes we need men but if, if, if it comes down to it we don't need you we don't you don't supply any of our needs so if anything, and I hate to say it because as a person that has actually interracially dated with a white man and all the issues that comes with in and of itself, Child. I'd rather go through the ghetto with some resources than go through the ghetto and still be just in poverty. Just be in the ghetto. Just be, just be in the ghetto. I'd rather be crying with my, with my generational wealth and my, setting my grandkids up for success then it'd be sitting here arguing with you who has no fucking house, a pot, or a window to throw it out of about what I bring to the table. You don't have a table. You don't have a place to put the table. You can't even afford a picnic table. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so serious. And the fact that there is like actual data that we can point to that proves all of these points is what really is all of this. But I'm just like, when is there going to be a switch? Because as you said, but that's what she said in the video, because someone made that comment, like, you know, I understand that all this is happening, but like when I can't wait for the day that black man, she goes, that's the problem right there. You're waiting for it to happen. Yeah. What are you, why are you waiting for it to happen? It hasn't happened. So why are you waiting for it to happen? You don't what indication do you get? What indication do you have that will indicate to you that black men are gonna get understand what they've been doing wrong this entire time? Because even in 1619, <laughs> even in the context of the relationship with old buddy and then the echoing of the mm-hmm. relationship with old buddy for my friend, it's like okay, both of y'all think the same, and this is understood. However, it's like, isn't at some point at some point won't someone say okay maybe like i'm the problem maybe like the way but here's the thing like is it is it conducive to the relationships we think we need to be forming until other black men start having these conversations more and more and i will say that there are a few black men on tiktok that are 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 trying to fight against the kevin samuel red pill bitches (sighs) right but when you think about the group as a whole, the minority can overpower the majority until the majority decides to listen. And they're not going to listen to Black women. So it has to come from Black men. When is that going to happen? Don't nobody know. So why are we holding out hope when we could be focusing, focusing on our goals and getting to where we want to go as a people? Honestly, that's like that video I sent you about old girl, like dating? One person waiting for, for you for what? 
For what? For what? For why? Why are we waiting around? We, we, we again, back to the generational talk. How many generations of fucking Black women have had these conversations? I'm tired. Darn. My ancestors are tired. They're exhausted. Tired. Exhausted. And like I, I I I've been riding for black men my entire life. And so yes, it is kind of like damn. But again, I'll ride with the exceptions all day. The mono- the minority of y'all the riding. I, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. But the majority of y'all as a group, what am I over here pounding my chest? Speaking from through a megaphone for you for. For you to be at home sleep. That be the part, because I asked you on the phone. I said, when you want something done, who do you go to? Black women. When you want to protest organized, who do you go to? Black women. When you want to raise funds for any charity or for your people, where do you go to? Black women. When you need emotional support, who do you go to? A black woman. So what the fuck do we need them for? Especially, and it's not, and, it, and it's not me wanting to not need them because yeah. we, as a woman, I no matter would, who I'm married to, I need men. Yes, absolutely. But if the men that are supposed to be protecting me are the biggest demographic of people working against me, I'm not gonna expend no more energy on the shit over here. I'm gonna go where where I can get my needs met. And I'm. And again, we're still saying there is an exception. There's that 49% Absolutely. somewhere. And let's talk about if we ask, I could probably actually pinpoint a statistic and I can bet you it's more than 51%. Oh, absolutely. If it was, if it was, if it was anywhere near half divided, oh, we'd be making some progress. Oh, absolutely. But it's, 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 it's more, I feel like it's probably more like 70, 30 that's graceful yeah yeah it's graceful graceful it's 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 graceful i took this like little you know little quizzes on facebook and (laughs) it it was one of them ones where it was like pick all the things that are important to you and it'll show you the population of men who meet this criteria girl it was like no kids makes over seventy thousand black and it was like this is one percent of the population according to the census and i was just like damn but yet the but yet when you think about the actual demographic of just educated women that make that dollar amount so just equally yoked just just the equally yoked yeah there's not enough black men to go around no sorry and it's so sad and guess what and guess what if black men would gather themselves it wouldn't be like that because the only reason why black women are in the position that we're in is because we made it happen. We got it. It didn't, it didn't have the most disrespected, the most neglected is the most educated and the most entrepreneurial and the most progressive. Y'all thought we were given that shit. Are you fucking serious? Because we are you smoking? Are you on drugs? Cause we had to though. We had to, there was right. But with Black men, they're in the same condition as we are. And instead of following, well, I guess they're so, so dead set on not following our lead that they led themselves to follow other white men. You want to be in the same position as white men. You don't want to be liberated. You want to be white men. And, And with that, you have to uphold the values 
of the European standard of living and being and all of that. And that doesn't look like what black women are doing and black men don't want it. That's the other quote she said. Black men aren't interested in, in the black liberation because it involves black women. Mm, and they're not trying to listen. They're not trying to listen. In the, book, in the book that I'm reading by Fran Stanton, which is actually a black psychiatrist that wrote and published this book in 1952, he said that the majority of y'all want to be white. Basically. And he would. This book was written for black men. Have they read it? Absolutely not. No, the niggas haven't read in, it. In the in the introduction, he says, <laughs> he says, a lot of y'all won't see yourself in this book, and that's exactly why you need to read it. Oh. So at this point, even though it pains me, even though eventually one day I will have a black son. Maybe, who knows? You want a whole fucking starting lineup, don't you? No, I don't want a whole starting lineup. I just want three kids. That's not a lot of kids. Oh, okay, that's cool. But you know, it's just if the we society. Have, I we don't have, even know if I want to have black sons. If we haven't evaporated because of global warning, I might look. I might. Shit, shit coming up quick, ain't it? Yes, they said by about twenty twenty three, we gonna be at a point of no return. I thought we were already there. Oh, shit, bitch. Well, damn. I don't know. I don't know. It changes every day. I don't know. Yeah, girl. But girl, I just, I'm still, we'll we'll discuss the scholarly stuff I've been reading and researching when I can, you know, compile all my data and make some notes and we can discuss it in depth. But like, it's been real heavy this week. Like, I just. I mean, we, we dealt with a lot. Like, I. Six, like, again, I told you I'm thankful for the experience that I experienced. Um, I'm gonna just have to, you know, because it is really like, I really like, if I had not said nothing, we would have just been trying to like, been doing this back and forth, like this situation shit. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. why are you wasting my time? Why? Why? Like, this experience has definitely been. Um, and again, like I'm not, I'm a very, I'm very clear with people. Like it might take me some time to open up and, and present it in a way that's palatable, but I am a I very feel like this experience, it happened kind of fast. Cause usually sometimes you'd be going back and forth with niggas for like years and shit. Oh no. It no. was real like, oh, I like him. Oh, I'm sure I'm learning all these things. And now that you know, you've had the opportunity to have these relational conversations without it being toxic. I think it was, it happened kind of quick. Like y'all wasn't even that serious. I think that's kind of how it's supposed to go. Like it is. And people don't, people don't really take the time to be reflective because it's like, oh, you can't ask somebody what we're doing. Yes, the fuck you can. It's, it's your life. It's your time. If I want to figure out what the fuck is going on and how this is progressing, and actually he brought it up. He was like, where do you see this going? And when you tell The fact me- that he's been like the spearhead and all these relationship things, and then to be the person that's like, oh, well, I didn't actually think you were ready for a relationship. So I was just thinking we could just kick it, you know, and do this and do that. That looks exactly like a relationship, but it's not have a title. Excuse me? And then for you not to be self-aware enough to know what you want from a relationship and what you bring to a relationship, what you want to, what your goal is in having a relationship, 
You didn't know any of that. And these are the black men who are holding out hope to marry. And 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 this- well, y'all, I'm gonna say y'all. I'm not in the group no more. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just joking. People. I'm joking. <laughs> who you didn't think was serious about being in a relationship? Okay. Just because this is the thing. I think also, I think women also, we really need to stop giving these men the perception that we're their girlfriends when we're not. When we're their wives, when we're not. I am not somebody who's going to be up your ass if I am not your woman. I will be honest. I will be open. I will be kind because that's a decent and human thing to do in any relationship capacity. However, I am... I am, I'm not going to put myself in a position to where you can confuse any part of my capacity in your life, i.e., oh, we're just going to take a trip, you know, for a couple days. And trips for if you don't want to be a relationship, what's the point? What I will, I will sit the fuck back here. The relationships that you haven't planned, I haven't planned. And I think a lot of times, and my friend, she brought this up, talking to her homeboys, is like, men will come be like, well, I don't understand why she not, you know, feeling me like I'm really the nigga she, she need to be with. Nigga, she could probably see you not the nigga she need to be with. And that's why she probably not feeling you. And that's what you're kind of getting the vibes off of. Even if you don't know it, it is the I lack of like Black men as a group, men as a whole but black men as a group don't understand that just because you want someone doesn't mean that they're obligated to want you i don't i do know where it comes from <laughs> and and the the girls that have been watching she calls this she calls misogyny noir the black male worshiping the black male worshiping culture mm. it's like y'all think she goes y'all think y'all are kings how y'all kings with no kingdom mm. and no resources none like but it's like you, you, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have interest in you just because you like me and approach me and because you did it nicely and respectfully because you're a nice guy, that's but I'm supposed to want you. That was like, that's predatory. You know that, right? And that was the other thing with old buddy who I told you, I was like, just because he's nice and just because he's a good man, just because he likes me, doesn't mean I have to be with him. That's right. Mean, that is it doesn't not- mean anything good. good good for you being a good man but just because you've wanted me for so long and you've wanted to be with me so long does not mean I need to be with you and it's multiple factors involved it's maybe I don't like you in that way maybe I see that you're not the man who could adequately support me and (laughs) that's important (laughs) or a combination of both so again as much as I, I would love to live in a 5,000 square foot house in Buckhead. Do I have the resources to do that? No, I would love, I would love that. I feel like I should deserve a 5,000 square foot house in Buckhead. Right next and to like, the- like, let black men tell they should be able to go to that fucking mansion, look, I want this and just be given it. Just, just, just get it because they asked for it and because they asked nicely and they showed up on like, what? The sheer, del- it's the sheer delusion for me. Like, do you see, like, do y'all, I'm talking about y'all that are listening. <laughs> do y'all see how, like, 
in so many different instances, Black men aren't dealing with the reality of the outside world. At all. They are deluded. And what, and what, and what society do the men get to be treated like the queens? They are delusional. You wanna, y'all want women to create an environment for you to nest? So like a pregnant woman about to give birth? Birds that nest are female. Delusional. People that want to deal in peace and tranquility for creating life are women. The men are the warriors. The men are the protectors. I was just talking to this the other day with my homegirl. I was just like, she was saying, you know, her boyfriend got to a space where, you know, he presented things in a way that she didn't have to worry. And I thought that was great. I was just like, that's great. Is that him leading the relationship as somebody who's a king would lead? You're leading, you're putting yourself in a position that those who are around you don't have to worry and their life is being made easier. And she said it kind of took her aback because she hadn't experienced that before. And I said, well, he a different kind of man. Like, and I appreciate that for you because that's like, they, they, they move different. They just move different. So if you're a woman who's expect, thinking, oh, I'm going to just, you know, catch an Uber to the airport. I'm just going to go drop this off at the, at the dry cleaning. No, I said I would do that for you and I'm going to do it. And they do it? Bitch. <laughs> Girl, that made me swoon. <laughs> uh, let me sit my ass down. Okay, you're right. Okay. Oh, you said you got it and you got it, got it? Oh, okay. You got it to me? That's but like a- how many when and taking it again away from relationships like how can we how how often does that happen in the world with black men for anything it don't not often i can't i just i really i do know lots of good black men but i just i can't i'm gonna have to head out uh and and that's very true and i would say you know my father i love him he is one of those if he's if he says he's gonna do something he does it there has never been a time where I can recall that I've asked for something or needed something and he didn't follow through on it. Even if it took a little bit longer, you know, even if it wasn't the way he thought it would happen, it always happened. And for me, that's one baseline. I, I can't let that go. Like, I can't let that go. Like, you want me to dra- drop my daddy last name for you and you can't even do baseline things? <laughs> So, because if we're really thinking about it as the contract, how marriage was set up was you're buying the daughters from the, from the other males in the community. The reason that worked out was because you were able to provide for the daughter the same or better than her father was able to do. But if you're not able to do that, then there's no reason for her to leave her father's house, sweetheart. I feel like until Black men mentally get off the plantation, because in the plantation, the family structure for Black people didn't exist. We tried things here and there, but by and large, societally, it didn't exist. Yes, we had our secret marriages and we had, you know, we did what we could with what we were given. Yeah. But since 1619, Black men haven't had to actually hold the responsibility for being the, the patriarch of the, of, the, of, of, the, of the community. They haven't had to have the responsibility. They passed it off to white men. So I circle back to, even with the civil rights movement, every step that we've made 
has thrust us more and more and more into the white community, into assimilation. Where is our shit? This means my face is. But I can't, I, I, we can't do shit without white people. At so all. Why, why am I regarding you again as a leader of what? A leader of our, our subjugation and our, and our struggle? And I still acknowledge that hashtag white supremacy is a problem. But well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. That's, that's where I'm saying, like, the, the assignment was to rebuild over and over and over and over again because we aren't in control of white people. Yeah. No matter what, it has been proven. We, we can take it back to just 1960 and after. Yeah. We have not won at ridding racism and changing white people's minds. We haven't done it. So yeah. why are we still on this bus of, well, the first black this, the first black that. We got to get in this space and that. For what? Create our own. For what? And BET and FUBU, that's not enough. No. We need our own economic system, our own society, our own land, our own money, our own banks, our own schools, our own homes. We need all of our shit for ourselves, created by us for us. Period. We need to be. And if you're not talking that, don't talk to me. We need to be self-sufficient. We need to be so intertwined in our own shit that we don't even think about anything. Think about else. it this way: the American government is crumbling. Oh, bitch, crumbling. Our economic system is crumbling before our eyes. I mean. Honestly, at this point, someone could hit the wrong truck with a fucking button on their on their fucking keyboard tomorrow, and this whole country would cease to exist. It's- at this point, I'm convinced. If we had our own shit outside of whiteness, this would not be a problem for us. It would how we how we went through COVID would not be a problem for us. We would not be having a vaccine discussion because we would have our own doctors and our own scientists and our own medications our own hospital systems. We wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because we'd be good. We would be good. But what, what, what did the black men leading us do? Where did they lead us to? Some bullshit. Some bullshit. And I'm- Even if I, even, even I think about when I think about how do I apply this individually, even if I started my own law firm, Who's going to give me the loan for that? White people! Who's going to be my servicer for getting my documents e-filed? White people. For getting my documents served? White people. The the, the social media that that I would have to be on to to promote myself. Who would I have to call to buy a billboard? Who would I have to call to get a phone and get some internet? White people. I can't do shit. Even though I'm the most educated and the most entrepreneurial, I can't do shit without white people because my men have put me in this position. And when I say my men, I'm talking about my ancestors too. Yes, they're there. And at what point, Black women, are we going to say, all right, this is too much. This is too much. We, this is too much. Not even just black women, black gender, black queer people. Yes. Black non-binary, like uh, all the others within our, our community that aren't cishet black men. When are we going to be like, look, 
Y'all had y'all time in the sun. Y'all need to sit down and shut the fuck up. If you're not going to be the king you think you are, sit down, eat your food, and shut the fuck up. Because you wanted because to you wanted You're not leading us into anything. This is what I bring to the table. A seat for you to sit in. Sit down. Oh my God. You want to be kings, but don't, don't have the kingdom and don't even have the rule book on what it takes to be a king. You want to be a king just like the white man. England's still getting most of their money from Africa. What you going to do about that? We talked about how much the Commonwealth is, is, is feeding into the, the European. But what, what Megan said, 85% of the resources yes. from the Commonwealth come from countries of people of color. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's the king you want to be exploiting people for your benefit that's the king you want to be that's the model you're using you don't even have the the self-awareness and wherewithal to go back in african history and figure out where the fuck you came from as a person are you these are the men we're writing for these are the ones we're these going are the men we're writing for we're going to jail for we're getting sick for we're having babies for these are the ones this is them is this your king All this fighting for you to be liberated, but fighting with you over actually what the liberation you're actually fighting for, all for you to assume the costume of white supremacy. Because you want to be aligned to whiteness so bad that you will compromise and demonize the people who are trying to get us out of this which is black and, and I, I want to say this even though i feel like i shouldn't have to but dealing with the group we have to when we say you want to be white we're talking about things other than you fucking other fucking white women oh absolutely in the workplace you want to be white out in society you want to be treated like a white man because isn't that what equality is to be treated like white men to you isn't that isn't that what the, the point of equalizing the workforce is so that we all are at the same level as a white man to you yeah we're fighting so hard for equality when we could really just have our own shit and leave it the and fuck not have to worry about workplace discrimination over what my hair looks like workplace discrimination over well we don't think that what you're wearing is appropriate so i'm supposed to leave my ass at home we're, we're but, but but black men are the same group perpetuating that. Oh yeah, she should have put some. What is she supposed to fucking do with her body? Wear, wear a smock. And y'all probably have something to say about that. I. It's just, and then it's like it's in every which direction. There's no, there's no cohesive direction for black men. It's like there's different paths to whiteness. I, yeah, they just need to sit down. Even on down to the hoteps. Y'all really don't actually understand the system that you're living in and how you're actually perpetuating the very system that you're claiming to not want to be part of. You just, okay, you got some new words and new, new, new prints for your shirt. And now all of a sudden you woke. Okay. Yeah. It sound good. It sound good. It sound good. I just. It sound good, but you ain't did nothing with it. I just. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there, and we've probably talked bits and pieces. Listen, we're going to have to come back to this a few times. Yeah, no, because y'all don't be hearing this. 
at all. And I, I, I'm gonna read some of these books, read some of these studies, and we're gonna have more information. Yes, we'll put we'll put these titles in the description. Mm-hmm. I think now we need to kind of put a pin in it because we can come back, circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. We'll table it for now. I think I need some inspiration. Um. <laughs> Now, girl, I don't know if I'm going to be my Angelou or nothing, but (laughs) I think I need some inspiration. Do you have any inspiration for the peoples today? Bitch, um, what is your soul food? Feed my soul. Girl, for the first time, I don't know what to say, bitch. I really don't know what to say. Not Coco being speechless. Girl, I don't know what to say. Not the Make sure you um, lotion your elbows. Girl, I don't even know. I mean, I guess I can speak to Black women. Yeah, speak to the girls. Girl, I don't know. Look, I'll be the first one to tell you. It's not our fault. We we did not do this, even though we have responsibility in 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 the condition of our community. We we didn't do this to ourselves, and I really want you to start to release the responsibility of our community. When in actuality, we were sold into this. We did not choose this, and we have been loyal and faithful to the men that look like us since day one. We have done and understood the assignment on a a whole different level than anybody Mm. and just because they can't get their shit together doesn't mean it's the faults on you okay sis so take take with that what you will okay girl encourage these these girls and gays and days because girl i feel (laughs) listen i would just say you know don't let these men play you don't let them because they will they will don't let these men play you as genuine as i'm because they will do it unknowingly and knowingly sweetheart so do not let these men play you if you know first of all find out what you want okay take your time find out what you want i've spoken before i've not been in a lot of relationships but i've definitely taken time to figure out what i want in one and how I want to show up as the woman and the partner in one. So take your time, girl, and don't let these men play you, okay? Like at the end of the day, you know your value, you know your worth. Men aren't gonna go to the Lamborghini store or the Lamborghini dealership for a test drive if they ain't got no M's. They're not gonna do it. So understand that any man with intent any man who understands himself as a, as a man and as a human will be able to afford you. And I'm not talking about financially. They will be able to afford the type of woman that you are for their life and they will see the value that you bring. So take your time, understand that and don't let these men play you along the way because listen, they will do it if you let them. And that's- And that, feel no remorse. Feel no remorse. They could be the sweetest thing. They could be the sweetest thing. It does not matter. These men will play you because they can and society lets them. It it is 2021. We are not doing that no more. We're not doing it. We're not doing it no more. I told myself, I'm not doing it no more. 
And I was very, very, I was very specific with myself. I said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not doing it. When a man tells me what, when he tells me something, I listen the first time. The first time. Absolutely not. Don't let him circle back and renege. And when you listen, and let's make this specific to Black women, don't say, oh, what about the Black love? Oh, well, well, he could probably be a good spouse. And oh, I don't want to date outside my race because I'm supposed to be love. Look, Uh-oh. listen. Don't let that cloud your judgment. Listen. Listen. He, if he's a good Black man, he will show you up front and he will be consistent. You will not have to question anything, anything other than your triggers. Yes, that's the only thing. But you took the time to learn yourself, sis. Totally. So you should know how to navigate them in that space, sis. Everybody get on my nerves. Y'all go ahead and just like, <laughs> just, just subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Let us know, like, we haven't asked y'all a question in a long time. Black women, like, what's your viewpoint on divesting? Do you rock with it? Do you not rock with it? Whatever your, your belief is. Are we, are we in? Are we out? Are we turning ourselves about? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I can't. I can't. Uh, bitch. Because we about to hippity hopscotch out this bitch. So okay, I want to. Look, <laughs> next week, we're going to intentionally try to do some white shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need to soften it up. We man. need to do some fun stuff. Maybe we'll be like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm later, yes. bro. But if you want to see it, make sure you subscribe. So Period. we will get back to y'all next week. Have a safe and blessed weekend, y'all. We out this bitch. Bye. Bye. <laughs>